Hare Krishna, welcome to episode 12 of the Strengthening Foundation series. In this episode, we will be going through part 2 of the 10 offenses against the chanting of the holy name of Krishna. So we have a little girl who joined the episode as well. <laughs> Alright, we will start with the prayers and then we will go on with the class. Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Melitam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashthaya Bhutale Shri Mate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Thank you again for coming to this um, very important uh, episode. We are discussing the 10 offenses against the chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. So we have already uh, learned about the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the Panchatattva and we have also studied the first four of offenses against the chanting of Hare Krishna Mahamantra. So today we will going through the fifth offense onwards. The fifth offense, Arthavadah, is to consider the glories of the holy name to be exaggerations. We will actually go through the fifth and sixth together. Hmm? The fifth offense, Arthavadah, is to consider the glories of the holy name to be exaggerations. Similarly, the sixth offense, Harinam Nikalpanam, is to consider the holy name of the Lord to be imaginary. And also, Arthavada also means to give some interpretations to the holy name of the Lord. So, these two, Prabhu, hmm. so these two offenses, um, are very important to understand. So, when we always say uh, to consider the glories of chanting Hare Krishna to be imagination, that's what we always say in the morning, the fifth offense. So, what does that mean? Sometimes um, devotees get confused. Where is the break? Like, to consider the glories of chanting and Hare Krishna to be imagination? Or, where is the break? So, to understand it, to consider the glories of chanting Hare Krishna to be imagination. So, these three parts. So, first of all, to consider the glories of chanting Hare Krishna to be imagination. So, what are the glories of Hare Krishna, chanting Hare Krishna? So, first of all, we have to know what are the glories of the chanting. Then, you know, to consider them as imagination and all or not, that is to be understood later on. But what are the glories of chanting Hare Krishna? What do devotees my um, what my devotees think are imaginations or exaggerations so 
let's look at some of the glories there are many many there are the whole our <laughs> our movement is based on holy name so it is full of glorification of the holy name but we will take a few so that we will get an idea of what is the glories of chanting hari krishna for example narottam das thakur has sung golokera premadhana harinama sankirtana that means the loving affairs of radha and krishna in goloka vrindavan have descended into this world in the form of congregational chanting that means this um, chanting of the holy name so that means this hari krishna mahamantra is directly descending from the goloka vrindavan which is a spiritual world it is not a material vibration so this is one of the glories of hari krishna chanting hari krishna now one may think mm, but you you say it is not material vibration but then i can write it with material alphabets alphabets are material i can write it with material alphabets how you say this is uh, for coming from somewhere and it's not a material vibration how can it be chanted in the material world then so this may be an offense you know this is an offense to consider like this so the thing is just like the deity for example the deity of krishna krishna is always transcendental now arche vishnu shiladhir yasavan araki saha shri vishnur namni mantre sakala kalushahe shabda samanya buddhir so to consider the krishna's name to be ordinary sound vibration or to consider the deity as the stone wood or you know some material element is an offense and one who considers like that is a resident of hell so just like the deity krishna has manifested in the form of the deity in uh, an element which we can see like in the form of stone or wood or paint or sand there are eight ways um, a deity can be um, fashioned so that is um, there in the bhagavatam So this is in the 11th canto. So Krishna himself is saying this to Uddhava. Shaili darumai lauhi lepya lekhya chasaikati manomai manimai pratimashta vidhasmrita. The deity form of the Lord is said to appear in eight varieties: stone, wood, metal, earth, paint, sand. the mind or jewels so shrimad bhagavatam canto 11 chapter 27 text 12 now all of these elements are considered material right but krishna is transcendental so how is it to be understood uh, that krishna is transcendental so krishna has mercifully appeared in a way which we can see that is krishna's mercy that is the archa vigraha it is not that uh, krishna has become material so similarly although krishna is transcendental he has agreed to come in the form of mantra which we can chant and actually this mantra any mantra that is coming from the spiritual world is shabda brahma which is spiritual vibration it is not a material vibration at any time hmm. so a material sound vibration means anything to do with anything that is created by our own mind by our own senses by our own material elements but when it is coming from the spiritual world although it may manifest in a way which we can hear and chant it is spiritual vibration 
So similarly, just like he comes in the form of deity, he also comes in the form of mantra. Kalikale Namarupe Krishna Avatar. In Kali Yuga especially, he has come in the form of the holy name. So Goloker Premadhan Harinam Sankirtana is not an exaggeration. Hmm. Uh, this is true. And another glory of the holy name. Like, like we can see um, some of the glories. This is in the third canto, chapter 33, text 6. Yannamadheya shravananu kirtanad, yat prahmanad yat smaranad apikvachit, swadopi sadhyaha savanaya kalpate, kutah punaste bhagavanu darshanat. To say nothing of the spiritual advancement of persons who see the Supreme Person face to face, even a person born in a family of dog-eaters immediately becomes eligible to perform Vedic sacrifices if he once utters the holy name of the Supreme Personality of Godhead or chants about him, hears about his pastimes, offers him obeisances and even remembers him. A person in the family of dog-eaters immediately becomes eligible to perform Vedic sacrifices if he at once, if he once utters the holy name of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. See how powerful. The next verse <coughs> is also very nice. 3.33.7 Ahobadashvapachoto gariyan yajjivagre vartate namatubhyam te pustapaste juhuvuhusasnurarya brahmanu churnamagrananti yete Oh, how glorious are they whose tongues are chanting your holy name. Even if born in the families of dog-eaters, such persons are worshipable. Persons who chant the holy name of your lordship must have executed all kinds of austerities and fire sacrifices and achieved all the good manners of the Aryans. To be chanting the holy name of your lordship, they must have bathed at the holy places of pilgrimage, studied the Vedas and fulfilled everything required. So, by chanting holy name of Krishna, it is deemed to have understood that that person has already performed all kinds of necessary pious activities to have come to this stage of chanting Hare Krishna. So, even if he has not performed before, if he is chanting, that means he has already achieved the results of such performances just by his chanting. Even if he is born in the family of dog-eaters. Dog-eater, according to Vedic culture, dog-eating is the worst uh, chandala. Chandala means a fifth class man or even more than, even lower than fifth class. So, he is, um, according to eating, the, uh, the Vedic civilization divides human beings according to their status, not according to economic growth. In modern civilization, whether a first class country or second class country, third class country or whatever, uh, or, you know, elite, you know, rich and famous, that's it. Whether character good or not, that is not uh, uh, a consideration. Rich and famous and middle class uh, and then the lower income group. So, the people are and even the jobs, they are classified according to the income categories. So, everything is classified according to money in this Kali Yuga. But, in Vedic civilization, everybody is classified according to character. And that character, you are what you eat. So, according to eating, your character also is. Um, if I eat, um, in the mode of goodness, then my character will be in the mode of goodness. 
ಆಹಾರಶುದ್ಧೌ ಸತ್ವಶುದ್ಧಿ ಸತ್ವಶುದ್ಧೌ ಧ್ರುವಾ ಸ್ಮೃತಿ ಸ್ಮೃತಿರ್ಲಂಬೆ ಸರ್ವಗ್ರಂಥಿನಾಂ ವಿಪ್ರಮೋಕ್ಷ ಸೊ ಬೈ ಪ್ಯೂರಿಫೈಡ್ ಫುಡ್ ಸ್ಟಾಫ್ಸ್ ಅವರ್ ಎಕ್ಸಿಸ್ಟೆನ್ಸ್ ಬಿಕಮ್ಸ್ ಪ್ಯೂರಿಫೈಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಬೈ ಪ್ಯೂರಿಫೈಡ್ ಎಕ್ಸಿಸ್ಟೆನ್ಸ್ ವಿ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಅವರ್ ಫೈನಟ್ ಇಶ್ಯೂಸ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಮೆಮರಿ ಬಿಕಮ್ ಸ್ಯಾಂಟಿಫೈಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಬೈ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ವಿ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ದ ಸ್ಕ್ರಿಪ್ಚರ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ವಿಚ್ ವಿಲ್ ಲೀಡ್ ಟು ಮೋಕ್ಷ ಬಟ್ ಇಫ್ ಐ ಈಟ್ ಇನ್ ರಾಜಸಿಕ್ ರಾಜಸಿಕ್ ಫುಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಮೋಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಪ್ಯಾಷನ್ ದೆನ್ ಐ ಡೆವಲಪ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಮೋಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಪ್ಯಾಷನ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಇಫ್ ಐ ಈಟ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಮೋಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಇಗ್ನೋರೆನ್ಸ್ ಎಸ್ಪೆಷಲಿ ಮೀಟ್ ದೆನ್ ಐ ವಿಲ್ ಗೋ ಇನ್ ದ ಮೋಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಇಗ್ನೋರೆನ್ಸ್ ಟು ತಮೋದ್ವಾರ ಯೋಷಿತಂ ನೋ ವಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದಟ್ ಊರ್ಧ್ವಂ ಗಚ್ಚಂತೆ ಸತ್ವಸ್ಥ ಮಧ್ಯೆ ತಿಷ್ಠಂತೆ ರಾಜಸ ಜಗನ್ಯ ಜಘನ್ಯ ಗುಣವೃತ್ತಿಸ್ಥ ಅಧೋ ಗಚ್ಚಂತೆ ತಾಮಸ ಅಧೋ ಗಚ್ಚಂತೆ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಐ ವಿಲ್ ಗೋ ಡೌನ್ ಟು ದ ಟು ದ ಹೆಲಿಶ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಆನಿಮಲ್ ಕಿಂಗ್ಡಮ್ ಸೊ ಅಕಾರ್ಡಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಮೈ ಈಟಿಂಗ್ ಐ ಡೆವಲಪ್ ಮೈ ಕ್ಯಾರೆಕ್ಟರ್ ಈಟಿಂಗ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಸಿಮಿಲರ್ಲಿ ಐ ವಿಲ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಸಿಮಿಲರ್ ಅದರ್ ಪ್ರೊಕ್ಲಿವಿಟೀಸ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಈಟಿಂಗ್ ಇಸ್ ಒನ್ ಆಸ್ಪೆಕ್ಟ್ ಅಸೋಸಿಯೇಷನ್ ವಾಟ್ ಕೈಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಐ ವಾಂಟ್ ಟು ಅಸೋಸಿಯೇಟ್ ವಿತ್ ಸೊ ಇಫ್ ಐ ಈಟ್ ಮೀಟ್ ಐ ವಿಲ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ನೋ ಪ್ರಾಬ್ಲಮ್ ಅಸೋಸಿಯೇಟಿಂಗ್ ವಿತ್ ಮೀಟ್ ಈಟರ್ಸ್ ಸೊ ಸೊ ವೆನ್ ಐ ಅಸೋಸಿಯೇಟ್ ವಿತ್ ಮೀಟ್ ಈಟರ್ಸ್ ಐ ಕಂಡೋನ್ ದ ಕಿಲ್ಲಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ಆನಿಮಲ್ಸ್ ಸೊ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ವೇ ಮೈ ಅಸೋಸಿಯೇಷನ್ ಬಿಕಮ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ಐ ವಿಲ್ ಡೆವಲಪ್ ನೋ ಮರ್ಸಿ ಸೊ ಮೈ ಕ್ಯಾರೆಕ್ಟರ್ ಡೆವಲಪ್ಸ್ ಯು ಸಿ ಹೌ ಸ್ಮಾಲ್ ಹ್ಯಾಬಿಟ್ಸ್ ಸ್ಮಾಲ್ ಅಸೋಸಿಯೇಷನ್ಸ್ ವಿಲ್ ಲೀಡ್ ಟು ಬಿಗ್ ಚೇಂಜಸ್ ಇನ್ ಅವರ್ ಕ್ಯಾರೆಕ್ಟರ್ ಓವರ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆರ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಡಿಟರ್ಮಿನ್ಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಕೈಂಡ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಅಸೋಸಿಯೇಟ್ ವಿತ್ ಆರ್ ವಾಟ್ ಕೈಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಮ್ಯೂಸಿಕ್ ಐ ಲಿಸನ್ ಟು ಆಲ್ ದಿಸ್ ಕೈಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಥಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಸೊ ಯು ಆರ್ ವಾಟ್ ಯು ಈಟ್ ಸೊ ಅವರ್ ಕ್ಯಾರೆಕ್ಟರ್ ಸೊ ಅಕಾರ್ಡಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಈಟಿಂಗ್ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ಇಸ್ ಕ್ಲಾಸಿಫೈಡ್ ಅಕಾರ್ಡಿಂಗ್ ಟು ವೇದಿಕ್ ಲಿಟ್ರೇಚರ್ ಸೊ ಚಂಡಾಲ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಅ ಡಾಗ್ ಈಟರ್ ಈವನ್ ಅ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ಆಫ್ ಸಚ್ ಕ್ಯಾರೆಕ್ಟರ್ ಇಫ್ ಹೀ ಟೇಕ್ಸ್ ಟು ದ ಚಾಂಟಿಂಗ್ ಹೀ ವಿಲ್ ಹೀ ಈಸ್ ಟು ಬಿ ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟುಡ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಹೀ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಬೇದ್ ಎಟ್ ಆಲ್ ಹೋಲಿ ಪ್ಲೇಸಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಪಿಲ್ಗ್ರಮೇಜ್ ಸ್ಟಡೀಸ್ ದ ಸ್ಟಡೀಡ್ ಆಲ್ ದ ವೇದಾಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಫುಲ್ಫಿಲ್ಡ್ ಎವ್ರಿಥಿಂಗ್ ರಿಕ್ವೈರ್ಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹಿ ಎಕ್ಸಿಕ್ಯೂಟೆಡ್ ಆಲ್ ಕೈಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಸ್ಟರಿಟೀಸ್ ಫೈರ್ ಸ್ಯಾಕ್ರಿಫೈಸಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಅಚೀವ್ಡ್ ಆಲ್ ದ ಗುಡ್ ಮ್ಯಾನರ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಆರ್ಯನ್ಸ್ ಸೊ ಯು ಸಿ ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಅನದರ್ ಗ್ಲೋರಿ ಆಫ್ ದ ಹೋಲಿ ನೇಮ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಅನದರ್ ಗ್ಲೋರಿ ದರ್ ಆರ್ ಸೋ ಮೆನಿ ಗ್ಲೋರೀಸ್ ದ ಹೋಲಿ ನೇಮ್ we will try to take it out suddenly this doesn't work <laughs> as usual so we're having a fight again let's see if this works Okay, something has come up. So, if you go to 6th Kanto, we can look at some of the glories. Especially the chapter where uh, Ajamil was delivered. That whole chapter, that whole episode uh, highlights the importance or the power of the holy name of Krishna. but it's still uh, not responding properly so kindly be patient while i try
try to figure this out. If we can't, then we will try to do it from here. This is in the condo 6. Chapter 2, text 7. Let's see which one opens first. <laughs> so suddenly this has stopped working, doesn't respond. I hope the live stream is still going on. I think yes. trying to show one verse but you know actually three verses very nice verses are there in the 627 of Srimad Bhagavatam ah, Krishna okay we just have to wait we just have to wait we, don't, we have no choice Because these are very nice verses about how the holy name, even if chanted once, it can sakraducharitam. Uh, I forget the Sanskrit. So even if even if chanted once, it has so much power that it can counteract all the sinful uh, reactions of all the sins that we have committed in the past and all the sins that we can possibly commit in the future. Just one name. Okay, something has come up. Let's see if it works. So today is going to be a big challenge because it's not working as it should. So this is from the Smriti Shastra, Brihad Vishnu Puran. I, do, I hope you can see that. Namno hi yavati shakti papa nirharane hare tavat kartum na shaknoti patakam pataki naraha Simply by chanting one holy name of Hari, a sinful man can counteract the reactions to more sins than he is able to commit. One, one name of Hari. Avashenapi yannamni kirtite sarvapatakai puman vimuchyate sadhyaha simhatrastair mrigairiva. An example is given here. This is from Garuda Puran. If one chants the holy name of the Lord, even in a helpless condition or without desiring to do so, all the reactions of his sinful life depart just as when a lion roars, all the small animals flee in fear. See that? Uh, Garuda Puran is saying this. Just by one chant, all the animals, just like a lion roaring, all the animals will run in you know, fear. Like that, all the sinful reactions depart. Then, Sakraducharitam yena haririt yaksharadvayam. Baddha parikarastena mokshaya gamanam prati 
by once chanting the holy name of the lord which consists of the two syllables hari one guarantees his path to liberation skanda puran so these are all glories of the holy name but to think of them as exaggeration oh these are all uh, just you know they will say you know actually is nothing true because i see so many devotees still chanting but they are not getting liberated they are not they are still you know having some bad habits they are still you know what is all this so the, the only difference is that when a person chants it he has to chant it offenselessly he has to chant it offenselessly so because we commit nam aparad therefore we may not see the differences as of now but even if you see even if you are chanting in nama parad compared to what we were before we were devotees it is a great change already from maybe meat eating and intoxication and drugs and all that one has come to the point of you know at least giving up all that not even thinking of having them and he is you know we are at least a little bit devoted to krishna now so all these things are already changes so even just by you know there is a like a, when the sun before the sun rises even at dawn when the light from the sky just appears the thieves rogues and thieves all if you know run away you know in the in the night they flourish but in the daytime just the sun hasn't even come up yet already the at the dawn already all of them just hide away so similarly although the holy name has not fully manifested in the heart yet uh, in pure love of godhead even just the dawn of it has already rid us of all these bad habits that's why the devotees propad said we cannot actually follow the four principles no meat eating no illicit sex no gambling and no intoxication in its purest form uh, even in thought and you know act, you know thought and uh, words unless we chant hare krishna we cannot get the strength to follow the four principles uh, so by following by chanting hare krishna we are able to follow the four principles so to consider all of these as imaginary or oh, these are all just the thing the, the the difference again as we have seen that although these statements say like this but a devotee has still some remnants of bad habits or some you know sinful habits or something uh, that is because uh, is in the offensive stage he eventually he will come out Mm. the only way to come from offensive stage to offenseless stage is to keep on chanting um, there is no other way it is not that oh i am offensively chanting so let me stop chanting i don't want to commit offenses i will come to the play, play, step platform of offenseless and then i will chant no there is no such thing the the, the purification the purificatory method is chanting so even though you we cannot chant purely we must still chant anyway and then we will become pure so that is an offense to consider all these glories as imaginations or exaggerations then next let's try this is um, today is going to be i think uh, <laughs> a little slow so kindly bear with me and to give arthavada to give some interpretations to the holy name you know to give our own interpretations uh, materialistic interpretations like um, krishna also means black you know in the um, the waxing and waning of the moon the waxing of the moon is called shukla paksha in our gaudiya vaishnava we say gaura paksha because it is 
becoming shukla means white it is becoming white the moon is becoming white so it's called shukla paksha we say gaur paksha because it is becoming fair gaur because we are followers of gauranga mahaprabhu chaitanya mahaprabhu so <clears throat> shukla paksha and then the 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 waning moon that fortnight is called krishna paksha paksha means a fortnight so krishna paksha means the waning the waning moon where the moon is becoming dark and dark and dark and finally the new moon day is completely black so black krishna also means black so sometimes the mayavadis they when they see the word krishna they don't uh, remember krishna the, you know the for them the understanding is oh it's black black means nothing you know black means nothing so it is void impersonal so this is their understanding of krishna so to understand like this krishna uh, is is um, an offense because krishna means all attractive krishna means all attractive aakarshan aakarshan comes from the word krishna uh, aakarshan means attraction uh, krishna means the all attractive person so to give other and there was one a devotee who was not very serious in following the principles he, he was his con devotee um i think uh, before i joined it was prabhu's time sundagopal prabhu used to narrate this incident so he used to say because he likes coffee he likes to drink coffee so he has his own interpretation of the holy name he says um this coffee is uh, coffee beans are black roasted coffee beans are you know dark so that is krishna and the milk that is you know white that is radharani so krishna and radharani mixed together become golden that is chaitanya mahaprabhu so this coffee is chaitanya mahaprabhu so he was like this he was drinking coffee <laughs> so these kinds of exaggeration this kind of i mean not exaggeration um uh, nonsense meaning uh, churning out nonsense meanings uh, is an offense we cannot use the name of the lord to do this kind of thing sinful activities um, but uh, there are some people who do like this um so this is these two are offenses the seventh offense is described as follows namno baladyasya hi papabuddhir navidyate tasya yamair hi shuddhi to think that since the hare krishna mantra can counteract all sinful reactions one may therefore go on with his sinful activities and at the same time chant the hare krishna mantra to neutralize them is the greatest offense at the lotus feet of hari naam so we have already read that one chant of krishna can purify us of more sins than we can we are able to commit so now oh this is nice so i will chant hari krishna and i will keep on eating meat and illicit sex and gambling intoxication so in that way i will neutralize all my offenses just by chanting so we should understand that that one chant which can completely eradicate of all these offenses is the offenseless chant but by thinking in this way it is the greatest offense that i will do this to counteract and i will continue my sinful reactions uh, that is a very very sinful that is a most sinful in fact even when uh, jagai madhai were saved you know after uh, they hurt nityananda prabhu and chaitanya mahaprabhu came to kill them and nityananda prabhu begged chaitanya mahaprabhu not to kill them 
and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu agreed, provided they would fall at the feet of Nityananda Prabhu and ask his forgiveness and never repeat their sinful activities, all their sinful activities. They were womanizers and meat eaters and drunkards and gamblers, everything put together. So he asked them not to repeat again. Repentance means to repent what we have done in the past and not repeat it. If we repeat it, where is the repentance? Uh, That is not repentance. There is no repentance. Uh, So this is a big offence, very very big offence. Namno baladhyas sahi papabuddhir. On the strength of the holy name. To commit sinful activities on the strength of the holy name. That is very offensive. In fact, it is the greatest offence. We cannot take advantage of the Harinam like this. Because Krishna, see when we try to cheat Krishna, then Krishna will cheat better than us. He is always better cheater than us. So, we should never try this kind of gymnastics with Krishna. The eighth offence is stated thus. Dharma vrata tyaga hutadi sarva shubha kriya samyam abe pramadaham. To consider the chanting of Hare Krishna to be one of the auspicious ritualistic activities offered in the Vedas as fruitive activities of Karmakanda. What is the meaning? That's quite a mouthful, right? <coughs> so, what is the meaning? To consider the chanting of Hare Krishna to be one of the auspicious ritualistic activities offered in the Vedas as fruitive activities, Karmakanda. So, for example, there are so many, especially in South India, they chant the Vishnu Sahasranama. Vishnu Sahasranama. That means 1000 names of Vishnu. They are actually from the uh, prayers of Bhishma Dev, from the Mahabharata. Now, it has very nice, it's a very nice series of prayers, over 200 slokas. But they do this because the Falashruti stays, Falashruti means at the end of the prayers, you know, whoever chants this, you know, he'll get prosperity and all this. Thing. So, they take these things, they, oh, this will bring prosperity and happy family, okay, I will do for happy family or for prosperity in the house or for achieving some heavenly planets. So, they think that the result of chanting those names of Vishnu is, um, you know, ordinary fruitive activities. Uh, That is an offence. It is not equal to any auspicious fruitive activity. It is the most auspicious thing. Auspicious ritualistic performances means, in Karmakanda especially means, to do things, you know, to do sacrifice or austerity. So that we get a higher spiritual um, status in the heavenly planets or even more enjoyment on this planet that way. So that is, uh, to consider this as an ordinary fruitive activity, that is an offence. Because this is far, far above. To go to the heavenly planets is just in the material world here. And this is going completely to the kingdom of God, Vaikuntha. Goloka Vrindavan, Goloka Premadhana Harinam Sankirtana. So, you see, uh, this is totally different. We cannot equate them. So, when somebody is doing some puja sometimes, Oh, Prabhu, I want to do this puja. And, no, chanting is more important than any, you know, attending some demigod worship or some, you know, oh, Prabhu, today is uh, what? Uh, Lakshmi puja. I am going there for Lakshmi puja. No, this is wrong. It is not more than this. When one is uh, chanting Hare Krishna, Lakshmi is already there with him. Why there is another need for Lakshmi puja? And that Lakshmi Puja is just to give, asking for money, uh, for material benedictions. So, these are all not to be performed. So, it is not at all equal, completely, completely way, it's like a heaven and earth difference. Mm. 
It is offensive to consider the chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra to be a ritual, religious ritualistic ceremony. Performing religious ceremonies, following vows and practicing renunciation and sacrifice are all materialistic, auspicious activities. The chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra must not be compared to such materialistic religi- religiosity. This is an offense at the lotus feet of the holy name of the Lord. So therefore, Srimad Bhagavatam also says, Dharma Projita Kaitavotra, Kaitava Dharma, means this cheating religion of uh, performing religious ceremonies for material returns. That is Projita completely kicked out from Bhagavatam and our whole Bhagavad Dharma is based on that same principle. The ninth offense is described as follows. Ashraddhane vimukhe pi ashranmati yashchopadeshah shivanamaparadhah It is an offense to preach, ninth offense. It is an offence to preach the glories of the holy name among persons who have no intelligence or no faith in the subject matter. So, to preach to the faithless is an offence. So, that does not mean we don't preach at all. Oh, Prabhu, all people in this world are faithless people, you know. So, let's not preach. No. So, the preacher, he, he, how to, how to understand this now? So, there are two things, uh, two groups of, groups of people among the non-devotees. So, the Balisheshu and the Dvishatsu. So, there are the innocent and they are the envious. There are two. So, the innocent people can be preached to. When you talk to them about Krishna, they will listen and they will take up the process. But, those who are envious, they will not take it up. Uh, they will become even more angry. Uh, will, oh, why are you speaking about Krishna? Nonsense. Krishna, he is not there. You know, he is... Nonsense, you all are, you know, offenders. He will just become more offensive when you speak to him about Krishna. Such people should not be spoken to. But those people who are willing to listen, we can preach to them. That is what preaching is all about. So, you see Prabhupada what he is saying. Such people should be given the chance to hear the chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra. But in the beginning, they should not be instructed about the glories of the spiritual significance of the holy name. By constant hearing of the holy name, their hearts will be purified and then they will be able to understand the transcendental position of the holy name. So, just like Srila Prabhupada, we can see his example. He went to the America. He started chanting in the park. He did not tell, oh, come, 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 let me tell you the glories of the holy name. So, nobody would be interested anyway. So, he, what he did, he just chanted. And the chanting, they joined and danced. And in that way, they became ecstatic. And then they eventually came for his classes. And in the classes also what he said, uh, he told about the body, the soul, you know, trying to make them understand what is the... And even that is our um, um, system in the classes. What is that? First, we do Kirtan. Always uh, Prabhupada sings the Jai Radha Madhava. And then the Hare Krishna. And then only start the class. And even after class also he does Kirtan. So he said, before class there is Kirtan because by chanting of the holy name, the atmosphere becomes congenial for people to understand the subject matter. And then they will be able to understand it better. Because without the mercy of the holy name, we actually cannot enter into the understanding. That's why we speak to a non-devotee. 
he will have a totally different reaction from a devotee when he hears uh, uh, topics of Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. Why? Because he doesn't have faith. Uh, what is that? Mahaprasadi Govinde, Nama Brahmani Vaishnave, Swalpa Punya Vatam Rajan, Vishwasanaivajayate. The people who have very meager uh, merit of pious activities, they don't have any faith in Mahaprasadam, uh, Mahaprasadi Govinde, Nama, you know, the name of Govinda, name of Krishna, they don't have faith in this. Mahaprasadi Govinde, Nama Brahmane, they don't have any faith in Brahmanical culture, they hate it. Swalpa punya vatam rajan vishwaso naivajayate vishwaso. They don't have faith in these things. Uh, so, uh, one who has faith, uh, he will understand all these things better by, by the mercy of Krishna. This is all revelation, has to be understood by Krishna's mercy. Only when Krishna chooses to reveal himself, he will reveal. It is not that I will, I will study Bhagavad Gita and I will understand because I am a Sanskrit scholar. No. That's why there is, it is there in the. Bhagavatam, I hope we can use this. Let's see. Uh, what is that? Nope, that still doesn't work. So, wow, this is going to be some real challenge. So, in the 11th canto, there is a verse. Athapite deva padambhujadvaya prasadaleshanugrihita evahi janati tattvam bhagavan mahimno nachanye kopi chiran vichinman Athapite deva padambhujadvaya prasadaleshanugrihita evahi uh, if one has the mercy, slight trace of the mercy of the lotus feet, no, not this one. <laughs> uh, what is the Athapite? What is the number of Athapite Deva Padambujadvaya? I think, oh yeah, 10, 14, 29, if I'm not wrong. Okay, let's wait for it. So, Athapite Deva Padambhujadvaya. Padambhujadvaya means the two lotus feet. Uh, Prasada Lesha, a slight trace of the mercy of the Krishna's lotus feet. Janati Tattvam Bhagavan Mahimno. Nachanye Gopichiram Chiran Vichinman. This is spoken by Lord Brahma himself. So, he said, you see, my Lord, if one is favoured by even a slight trace of the mercy of your lotus feet, he can understand the greatness of your personality. But those who speculate to understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead are unable to know you even if they continue to study the Vedas for many years. So, Brahma in another place in the Brahma Samhita said, Panthas dukoti shatavatsara sampragamyo vayo rathapi manaso munipunga vanam 
ಸೋಪ್ಯಸ್ತಿ ಯತ್ ಪ್ರಪದಸೀಮ್ಯವಿಚಿಂತ್ಯ ತತ್ವೆ ಗೋವಿಂದಮಾದಿಪುರುಷಂ ತಮಹಂ ಭಜಾಮಿ ಯತ್ ಪ್ರಪದ ಸೀಮ್ಯ ಅವಿಚಿಂತ್ಯ ತತ್ವೆ ಪ್ರಪದ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಪದ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ದ ಫೀಟ್ ಪ್ರಪದ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಅಟ್ ದ ಬಿಗಿನಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಫೀಟ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಅಟ್ ದ ಟೋಸ್ ಟೋ ನೇಲ್ಸ್ ಪ್ರಪದ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಟೋ ನೇಲ್ಸ್ ಈವನ್ ಪಂಥಾಸ್ತು ಕೋಟಿ ಶತವತ್ಸರ ಸಂಪ್ರಗಮ್ಯೋ ಪಂಥಾಸ್ತು ಇನ್ ದ ಇನ್ ದ ಡೈರೆಕ್ಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಕ್ವೆಸ್ಟ್ ಫಾರ್ ನಾಲೆಡ್ಜ್ ಶತಕೋಟಿ ಏನು ಪಂಥಾಸ್ತು ಕೋಟಿ ಶತವತ್ಸರ ಮಿಲಿಯನ್ಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಟ್ರಿಲಿಯನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಇಯರ್ಸ್ ಇಫ್ ಒನ್ ಸ್ಪೆನ್ಸ್ ವಾಯೋರಥಾಪಿ ಮನಸೋ ಮುನಿ ಪೊಂಗವಾನಾಂ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಅಟ್ ದ ಸ್ಪೀಡ್ ಆಫ್ ನಾಟ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ದ ಲೈಟ್ ಬಟ್ ಈವನ್ ಮೋರ್ ದನ್ ದಟ್ ಈವನ್ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಇಟ್ ದ ಸ್ಪೀಡ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ವಿಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಈವನ್ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ದೇ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ಇದು ಮೈಂಡ್ ಹೌ ಫಾಸ್ಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಫಾ ಮಚ್ ಫಾಸ್ಟರ್ ದನ್ ಈವನ್ ಲೈಟ್ ಸೊ ದಟ್ ಈವನ್ ಅಟ್ ದಟ್ ಸ್ಪೀಡ್ ದ ಲಾಡ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ನಾಟ್ ಬಿ ಕ್ಯಾಪ್ಚರ್ ನಾಟ್ ಈವನ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಟೋ ನೇಲ್ಸ್ ಕುಡ್ ಬಿ ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟುಡ್ ಬಟ್ ವಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದಟ್ ವೇದೇಶು ದುರ್ಲಭಂ ಅದುರ್ಲಭಮಾತ್ಮಭಕ್ತೌ ಬೈ ಬೈ ಡಿವೋಷನಲ್ ಸರ್ವಿಸ್ ವೆರಿ ಈಸಿಲಿ ಹೀಸ್ ಗಾಟನ್ ಬಟ್ ವೇದೇಶು ದುರ್ಲಭಂ ಬೈ ಈವನ್ ಬೈ ರೀಡಿಂಗ್ ದ ವೇದಾಸ್ ವಟ್ ಇಂಡಿಪೆಂಡೆಂಟ್ಲಿ ವಿಥೌಟ್ ದ ಮರ್ಸಿ ಆಫ್ ದ ಬೋನಫೈಡ್ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಚುವಲ್ ಮಾಸ್ಟರ್ ವಿ ಕೆನಾಟ್ ವಿ ಕೆನಾಟ್ ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ದ ಲಾಡ್ ಎಟ್ ಆಲ್ but if he chooses then immediately we are we can know him there is another verse what is that nayamatma pravasanena labhyo nayamatma atma pravasanena labhyo na medhayana bahunashrutena what is that yamevaisha vrunute tena labhyas tasyaisha atma vivrunute tanum swam so yeah yeah uh, what is that atma pravachanena by uh, you know by hearing talks you know all these things we we cannot understand we by studying the vedas bahunashrutena no when krishna chooses somebody uh, that person he will uh, he can understand the lord now some people make take advantage of this verse ah you all you all are only quoting shlokas you know you all just you know studying vedas but krishna i have bhakti so krishna will im- reveal to me so but we have already read in the in the shikshashtaka in that chapter that one who has love for krishna hmm, prema gandha a, a flavor of the love of godhead his first symptom is that he will never think he is a devotee he is never puffed up so if somebody is thinking oh you all are scholar only you all are just you know like the the prakrita sahajiyas they think like that they criticize the devotees oh you all are scholars you are all intelligent fine good but i have devotion see i am getting all these tears mm. they try to uh, you know imitate all those ecstatic symptoms so for these people they don't have any regard so it only shows their pride and it just manifests in the behavior you can't hide it you can't hide the truth now one may you know make all this show of tears and voice choking and fainting it is easy to act because there are many actors also who can do do that very nicely they have gotten awards also in uh, in the cinema you know in field oscars they have they've gotten because they are very good actors so these people can be given such prizes but they will not get the prize of love of godhead they will not get the prize of understanding the lord no that they will not get 
acting price they will get. Yes. Uh. <clears throat> and audience, they will like, appreciate acting. Just like you know, there is these, there are these uh, shows uh, all over the world. Every country has uh, what America's got talent, Britain's got talent, India got talent. Um, but in the in the Lord's eyes, he is the judge, and he also got a show. Who has got devotion? Not who has got talent. Who has got devotion? So that is what he wants to see. So Bhavagrahi Janardana. Uh, even if the offering is very simple, if the, it is done with devotion, with one's utmost investment of his, you know, sensory and uh, mental and intelligence, uh, and also his soulful, you know, uh, involvement in such service, uh, the Lord takes that into consideration. It does not mean, however, that if one is very rich and one is very opulent, he should uh, do something very paltry service. No, he should. Everybody should. Serve the Lord according to His capacity. Uh, that is devotion. So we should do with devotion and bhavagrahi janardhan. He will accept devotion. So when He is satisfied with such devotion, then He will reveal Himself. Um, so then He will reveal. He will not choose anybody. Although it is said that he, whomever He chooses, He will know the Lord. But whom he chooses? Krishna says, only my devotees I choose. rahasyam You will understand Arjuna, this truth, this rahasyam, because you are my devotee and friend. Naham Prakasha Sarvasya, all the non-devotee rascals, they will never understand me. I will always, forever remain covered to them. Maya Javanikachannam Agyadhokshajam Avyayam Nalakshase Mudhadrisha Nato Natyadharo Yatha. So Kuntidev is also praying like that. Namaste Purusham Dvadyam Mishwaram Prakrite Param Alaksham Sarvabhutanam Antar Bahiravasthitam. So she is saying that um, for the foolish observer, you are always invisible. Although you are everywhere, um, a foolish observer cannot see. That means whoever doesn't have the Premanjana Churita Bhakti Vilochanena, the, the love of Godhead, he is actually a fool. This is actually a nice verse. Unfortunately, we cannot take out in this. Um, today, it's, everything is blocked. Let me see once more. Mm. Oh, wow. It has worked. <laughs> so this is from the Mukundamala Stotram, 35th verse. Shrinvanjanardana katha gunakirtanani dehe nayasya pulakot gamaroma rajihim notpadyate vimalayo nayanayor vimalanbumala dhiktasya jivitamaho purushadhamasya. You see? One who hears descriptions of Lord Janardhan's pastimes and glorious qualities, but whose bodily hair fail, fails to bristle in ecstasy, and whose eyes fail to flood with tears of pure love, such a person is indeed the most degraded rascal. What a condemned life he leads. Dhiktasya jivitamaho purushadhamasya. Purushadhamasya means 
the lowest among men. So, we all classify in this category, uh, at least I. Uh, no, no, no ecstatic symptom is coming, even after hearing uh, Krishna's pastimes and hearing his holy name, chanting his name, um, not getting any ecstasy. That means, dhiktasya jivitam, aho purushadhamasya, condemned life. So, a foolish observer, a fool is the one who doesn't have love of God. In this material world, in that way, everyone is a fool. So, for the foolish observer, the classic difference of Prahlad Maharaj and Hiranyakashipu. Prahlad Maharaj could see everywhere, Hiranyakashipu could not see anywhere. Both of them standing side by side only, in front of each other. But Prahlad Maharaj can see everywhere, he cannot see Hiranyakashipu. Why? Because of the devotion. Uh, when one is having devotion, then the Lord will be will appear himself. He will remove the curtain. Maya javanika chhannam. Javanika means curtain. He will remove the curtain. Just like when you come to this temple, when the curtain is closed, the Lord is not visible. When the curtain is open, wow, very nice darshan. So, similarly, that Maya javanika, the curtain of Maya, is now covered. Uh, it's covering our vision. So, when the Lord wills, then He will manifest. So, there is a nice... Uh, um, yeah, in the 1870. So, regarding this preaching of preaching to the faithless, let's see if it still works. 18.70 Bhagavad Gita. There is a very nice um, description by Srila Prabhupada in the purport. Yes. So we have it. Adhyeshyate chaya imam dharmyam samvadama vayo jnana yajjena tenaham ishtasyam itime matihi. And I declare that he who studies the sacred conversation of ours worships me by his intelligence. No, it's not this. Hmm. So here, and one who listens with faith, 71. And one who listens with faith and without envy becomes free from sinful reactions and attains to the auspicious planets where the pious dwell. Now, in the purport, in the 67th verse of this chapter, the Lord explicitly forbade the Gita's being spoken to those who are envious of the Lord. But it so happens that sometimes the devotee of the Lord will hold open class, and in that class, not all the students are expected to be devotees. Why do such persons hold open class? It is explained here that although ah, Krishna, Krishna is going away, going, going. It is explained here that although not everyone is a devotee, still there are many men who are not envious of Krishna. They have faith in him as the supreme personality of Godhead. If such persons hear from a bona fide devotee about the Lord, the result is that they become at once free from all sinful reactions and after that attain to the planetary system where all righteous persons are situated. Um, 
This is also explained in the Gita Mahatma. Gita Dhyayana Shilasya Pranayama Parasya Cha Naiva Santihi Papani Purva Janma Kritani Cha By reading Bhagavad Gita, all the Purva Janma, Papa. Naiva Santihi Papani Purva Janma Kritani Cha Everything will become eroded. All the sinful activities. And also, what is that? Another verse in the same Gita Mahatma. We have... Bharatamrita Sarvasvam Vishnu Vaktrad Vinihasratam Gita Gangodakam Pitva Punarjanmana Vidyate There is no rebirth to one who reads Bhagavad Gita. This is possible and also in the first verse Gita Shastrami Dampunyam Yapathet Prayataha Puman Vishnoha Padama Vapnoti Bhaya Shoka Divarjitaha So this is the glories of the Gita but they are available to the faithful not the faithless. But, and also, if they hear from a proper devotee, if they hear from some other speculator who is not a devotee, who doesn't have any you know, devotional sadhana, nothing, then that kind of hearing is useless for all practical. In fact, Padma Puran um, condemns such hearing. Avaishnava mukhodgirnam putam harikathamritam shravanam naivakartavyam sarpochishtam yathapaya. So, if we hear from a non-devotee, it is like, um, milk, which is nutritious, but which is, which is touched by the lips of a snake, uh, then that milk becomes poisonous. We cannot say, oh, after all it is milk only, you know, whether it is touched by serpent or what, it is milk only. No, no it is no more milk, it is poison. So, similarly, topics of Krishna, putam uh, harikathamritam, pure harikathamritam, the nectar of harikatha, uh, will become sarpochishtam yathapayaha, will become just like the milk touched by the snake. Poisonous. We should not hear such Krishna talks or read such books written by non-devotees. Even though they may be known as great, great swamis and you know yogis and babas and gurus, if they are not devotee, nobody can understand. Nobody can. He himself does not understand what is Gita. <clears throat> because such people will always churn out their own meaning. Uh, but if the speaker is qualified, coming from proper sampradaya, he is repeating the words of Krishna and the Acharyas and uh, the, the listener, audience is sincere in achieving Krishna Bhakti. Yes, if he has a favorable disposition towards Krishna, then immediately the effect will be there. Therefore, simply by hearing Bhagavad Gita, even if a person who does not try to be a pure devotee attains the result of righteous activities. So, even, you see, this is another point Prabhupada is making in the purport. Even Simply by hearing Bhagavad Gita, even a person who does not try to be a pure devotee attains the result of righteous activities. Thus, a pure devotee of the Lord gives everyone a chance to become free from all sinful reactions and to become a devotee of the Lord. So, even if they don't want to become a pure devotee yet, just by hearing alone, uh, he will gain so much pious, righteous activities. Uh, This is called Punya Shravana Kirtanam. Even if one... does not understand what is being spoken. Uh, once Prabhupada was speaking something in Hindi, in India. And his western disciples are also there, Indian guests were there. And he was speaking to them in Hindi and his western disciples were there. Um, they respectfully sat down, although they did not understand understand anything. And after the whole evening darshan was finished, then um, Prabhupada looked at them. Uh, <laughs> he smiled, he said, uh, it doesn't matter that you did not understand anything. Even just by hearing, one becomes purified. 
so you see even by hearing one becomes purified uh, that is the power of krishna katha if heard from a proper source and if the disciple is also proper submissive not challenging if he is challenging and envious and once you say about krishna he will speak so many bad things about krishna then he that person will become even more sinful thus the pure devotee of the lord gives everyone a chance to become free from all sinful reactions and to become a devotee of the lord generally those who are free from sinful reactions those who are righteous very easily take to krishna consciousness the word punya karmanam is very significant here this refers to the performance of great sacrifices like the ashvamedha yagna mentioned in the vedic literature those who are righteous in performing devotional service but who are not pure can attain the planetary system of the pole star okay those who are righteous in performing devotional service but who are not pure can attain the planetary system of the pole star or dhruvaloka where dhruva maharaj is presiding he is a great devotee of the lord and he has a special planet which is called the pole star this is in the purport of the 18th chapter 70th verse of bhagavad gita of course the verse is showing wrongly as usual <laughs> but this is the point so this is preaching to the faithless so we will oh krishna sorry one second wow so we will continue to preach hmm but if we see that somebody is not interested then we will just leave him alone because by speaking to him more and more we are making him commit more and more offenses and by that we are becoming implicated in his offenses also because we have been the cause of such offensive behavior on his part okay yeah? so then next 10th offense the 10th offense is as follows shrute pi nama maha nama mahatmye yah priti rahito naraha shrute pi nama mahatmye yah priti rahito naraha aham mamadi paramo namni sopya aparadhakrit for one who knows a little bit of any indian language will be able to understand this shrute pi nama mahatmye after even hearing uh, the glories of the holy name um if one does not have an attraction for the holy name and he still thinks in the terms of i and mine oh this is my family this is my body my body is more important than service or my you know all these attachments family attachment being too attached to the family all these are offenses you see um 10th offense to not have complete faith in the chanting of the holy name of the lord and to maintain material attachments despite understanding so many instructions on this matter this is the 10th offense if one has heard the glories of the transcendental holy name of the lord but nevertheless continues in a materialistic concept of life thinking i am this body and everything belonging to this body is mine aham mameti and does not show respect and love for chanting of the hari krishna mahamantra that is an offense so as long as we have material attachments any trace of material attachment <laughs> it is actually offensive chanting so therefore we must try very hard uh, become sincere uh, in achieving you know more attraction towards the holy name 
so we have to understand theoretically at least oh this is my attachment to the family and all is a hindrance ahammameti because the problem is when one is um, when one is um, attached to the family sometimes even if he is a devotee one is bound to ask the lord for some favor because there will be so many hindrances so many difficulties and a devotee of course by nature when there is a helpless situation he will always call out to the lord and of course it touches the lord but then such a prayer of the devotee also has regret in it actually there is a nice explanation i was reading the today only earlier today in the prayers of queen kunti in the 41st verse of the 8th chapter of the first canto atha vishvesha vishvatman vishvamurte svakeshu me sneha pasham imam chindi dridham pandu shuvrishnishu very nice prayer and in that purport shri prabhupad mentions something important this this same point he mentions let's see how quickly we can bring this up may have got it kem you see sneha pasham imam chindi dridham pandu shuvrishnishu she see this is kunti devi's prayers see how she is praying oh lord of the universe soul of the universe oh personality of the form of the universe please therefore sever means cut sever means cut sever my tie of affection for my kinsmen the pandavas and the vrishnis the vrishnis are his are her uh, parental family and the pandavas were her um, through the husband you see here in the purport a pure devotee of the lord is ashamed to ask anything in self interest from the lord but the householders are sometimes obliged to ask favors from the lord being bound by the tie of family affection shrimati kunti devi was conscious of this fact and therefore she prayed to the lord to cut off her atta- affectionate tie to her own kinsmen the pandavas and the vrishnis the pandavas are her own sons and the vrishnis are the members of her paternal family krishna was equally related to both the families both the families required the lord's help because both were dependent devotees of the lord shrimati kunti devi wished sri krishna to remain with her sons the pandavas but by his doing so her paternal house would be bereft of the benefit all these partialities troubled the mind of kunti and therefore she desired to cut off the affectionate tie a pure devotee cuts off the limited ties of affection for his family and widens his activities of devotional service for all forgotten souls so when a person leaves his family and takes to the service of krishna he works for the benefit of the entire world the typical example example is the band of six goswamis who followed the path of lord chaitanya tyaktva turnamasesha mandalapati sadhat 
श्रेणी सदा तुच्छवत भूतवा दीन गणेश कौ करुणया कौपीन कंथाश्रित दे हैव बिकम मेंडिकेंट्स ऑल दो दे वर ग्रेट पीपल इन द मेटीरियलिस्टिक वर्ल्ड ग्रेट मिनिस्टर्स एंड यू नो वेरी एक्सॉल्टेड पीपल बट दे गेव अप ऑल दैट एंड बिकेम मेंडिकेंट्स वाई भूतवा दीन गणेश कौ करुणया टू शो मर्सी टू द पोअर फॉलन सोल्स ऑफ द एज of kaliyuga all of them belong to the most enlightened and cultured rich families of the higher castes but for the benefit of the mass of population they left their comfortable homes and became mendicants to cut off all family affection means to broaden the field of activities ah this is important why a devotee cuts off all the family affections and all because he doesn't want to be tied up by all these um limited kinds of um binding you know karma bandha and he wants to become free so that he can help so many people mm. broaden the field of activities just like um a soldier is always very much glorified oh they are you know brave soldiers because why they have given up their family affection and risking their lives for the country for a higher sake they have for a higher uh, reason for a country's cause they have given up their comfort of their home and you know happy family situation comfortable family situation so because of that sacrifice they are glorified but of course because of maya the devotees are not really appreciated so much unless one is act- one actually understands the glories of devotees whenever a devotee becomes full time or if somebody if if it If what he is asking somebody, please join up Krishna consciousness, surrender to Krishna, and preach, become a full-time devotee. Even so-called devotees sometimes they don't like this advice so much. Um, they don't appreciate the sacrifice. They don't appreciate the sacrifice that oh this person has given up uh, his family. Sometimes they appreciate. Uh, this is another thing. <laughs> It's very funny. because they sometimes appreciate devotees who have given up their family affection and they have taken to the devotional service they appreciate them but when it comes to their own children no 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 my son should not become like that why what's wrong uh, because of the tie of family affection and this is an offense the 10th offense against the chanting of the holy name one cannot advance in the chanting of the holy name if he thinks that oh this is my son you know i i have to have him for the rest of my life you know anyway is going not going to be there either one he will find one girl and run away from the house or he will in the name of education he will go to another country or in the name of work he will go to another country or anyway he is he is not going to stay so better to understand that after all they are all not my sons they are all krishna's children so they are actually supposed to serve krishna because of being having forgotten him they have come here so they should continue their journey towards krishna so a mother that's why chaitanya mahaprabhu's mother was very much distressed when chaitanya mahaprabhu wanted to take sanyas um, because of course uh, her relationship with chaitanya mahaprabhu is not just of an ordinary mother and son she is mother mother yashoda herself mother sachi so it is a spiritual relationship it is a out of viprambha but materially it also appears like you know ordinary mother um, who cannot give up her son but even then she said that 
it is the duty of a mother to let her son go and take sannyas. She should encourage the son to go and take sannyas and become a devotee of Krishna. And if a, in Bengali and in Hindi, mother is ma, ma. So, if a mother, if a ma does not allow her son to go and take sannyas and become devotee of Krishna, she is not ma, she is maya. So, this affection for the family members is so strong, even among devotees. Oh, they, they want their children to become great, uh, what, uh, academicians, you know, some degree holders, some masters holders, PhD holders. That means, where is the, where is the understanding? Where is the understanding? Where is the, I mean, we are reading all these things, it is to apply them in life. These are not just for, Prabhu, good class, Prabhu, very nice class, uh, excellent. But after that, the, the action is completely opposite. That means it was not a good class, right? <laughs> if it was really a good class, that means, oh, okay, now we follow. So maybe it was not a good class after all, because, you know, there is no change. <laughs> so, there has to, it has to be shown in action. Just like it is said, even in ordinary dealings, uh, in a boy and girl, you know, lusty affairs, if the guy keeps saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. The girl will get fed up after some time. Or do something. If you love me, then do something. Now. No. Just saying I love you doesn't mean anything. Love means you have to do something. Uh, so, service to Krishna, love of Krishna means you have to exhibit it in actions. Not just say, oh, I love. Oh, or, you know, saying all this big, big philosophy. Speaking big philosophy. When it comes to, like, you know, um, Prabhupada said, sometimes rich people... They, they leave everything, their home, everything, they leave and come to Vrindavan and they want to become devotee and they come as beggars. They could have come, the, taken that wealth and come and, you know, um, establish one temple, estab- I mean, help devotees establish temples or something, right? No. His wealth, he will carefully, he will write a will and everything, he will distribute his property among his children and his wife and everybody and then come to Vrindavan to become a devotee. What is that? Where is the wealth? Where is the surrender? Surrender means give that wealth to Krishna. Why you have to give everything to family? Uh, yeah, the, the, so the, the, the method of distribution of wealth is given by Rupa Goswami, the principle. What is that? Um, 50% of one's wealth should be used for preaching, should be spent for glorifying the Lord <coughs> to support the Krishna consciousness movement. 50%. And the remaining 15, you know, um, between the family members and personal emergencies. So, in this way, one has to divide his wealth. So, that is proper detachment. But if one is attached to all these things, aham mameti and still wants to chant the holy name, oh, I have come to Vrindavan, I, want, I now want to become devotee. Uh, where was the, where is the surrender? Mm. So, we have to consider all these things. This is the 10th offense. Actually, 10th offense is so subtle because our attachment is in so many ways, materially. By the way, I have forgotten to tell in the beginning <coughs> that if you have any questions, you can leave them in the comment section. So, we will visit the questions at the end of the class. <coughs> because if you start asking at the time, and then it will be difficult for us to organize. Um, so, if you have any questions, you can drop them as, as it comes to your mind. So, coming back, so this is the 10th offense to have material attachments. 
Um, <coughs> That's why it is said in the Bhagavatam 5.5.18 that Gurunna Sasyat, Svajanona Sasyat, Pitana Sasyat, Jananina Sasyat, Daivam Natatsyan, Napatischa Sasyan, Namocha Yedya Samupetam Rityum. One who cannot deliver his dependents from the path of repeated birth and death should never become a spiritual master, a relative, a father, a husband, a mother or a worshipable demigod. Should never become. So, in other words, if you have become, then you must always uh, think that this is not my child. This is Krishna's child. That is true. It is not just you you are trying to make up something. No, it is the truth. It is the truth. They are not your children. How much ever you may like it or not. So, to understand the fact and to engage them in Krishna's service. And actually, honestly, parents, they can lead their children to a certain extent. After that, there is need of guru. They need the training under the guru. Because with, fa- with father and mother, they will be a little bit lenient. Uh, so, therefore, one must be um, willfully, voluntarily allow their children to be trained under the devotees who are actually uh, surrendered to the Lord. <clears throat> Not only children, I am talking about children, one aspect of material attachment, but it comes to wealth, it comes to children, it comes to home. Even, even in, if one is a sannyasi, he may be attached to his kamandalu and his danda. And even he may be attached to the place where he sleeps or he may be attached to his pillow. It can be any attachment, material attachment. The six Goswamis, they, they used to sleep under a different tree every night so that they won't get attached to any single tree also. <laughs> because that is also an attachment after all. Um, so, of course, we don't have many trees to sleep under. If we do that, we will be evicted by the government authorities. But um, in principle, that is, a, that is a principle. One should not be attached to anything. It can be any small attachment like Bharat Maharaj. Bharat Maharaj gave up the whole kingdom and beautiful wife and uh, you know obedient children Everything he has given up and he went to the forest to meditate on the Lord and as he was meditating, he got attached to a deer. Of all things in the world, he got attached to a deer, an animal and because of the deer, he fell down and became a deer in his next life. See, how dangerous is our mind? If we allow it a little, if we give it a little chance, it will grow more and more powerful and become victorious. So, therefore, we have to always check, always check whether I am getting attached to anything, whether I am getting attached or am I using it in the Krishna's service. Sometimes it is easy to just say, Prabhu, actually I am using everything in Krishna's service. I am using my phone in Krishna's service. There is use of phone in Krishna's service. There is use of everything. But in the name of Yukta Vairagya, one can also become, uh, one can also cheat himself when he is actually interested in his own thing. So, we have to be just sincere. Our our sincerity is what counts. Mm. We have to be sincere. We cannot cheat anyone. In the end, we will be cheating ourselves. So, that is the 10th offence. So, these are the 10 offences. So, now, after this, there is inattentive chanting. It is also an offence to be inattentive while chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. So, this inattentive chanting, Bhaktivinoda Thakur has actually um, spoke, written quite extensively on this in his book called Harinam Chintamani. 
Um, so inattentive chanting is also very important offense to be avoided. You know, I have compiled some material. I will share with you. We can read that. So, Bhaktivinoda Thakur about inattentive chanting. So, because inattentive chanting means there is, you know, all these offences, every other offence will creep in because of that one offence of inattentive chanting. So, he explains very nicely actually Bhaktivinoda Thakur. We will try to take it out, it's, it's a bit slow. Um, but yeah, hopefully it will work. So, we have to be always attentive when we are chanting, we have to hear each and every word as Prabhupada said, we have to each, we have to, the lips must move, the lips must move and the tongue must vibrate the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, it is not in the mind, uh, not like this, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare, so it should, it should be audible. So, let's open this up. So, actually this is some, somebody has compiled these uh, writings of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. So, I don't know if you can see it. I'll try to make it bigger. Okay, I hope you can see that. So, you see, question, what is the main impediment blocking one from developing attachment for chanting? So, in the Sajjana Toshini magazine that Bhaktivinoda Thakur used to publish, in the 11th issue, 11th volume, first issue, he has said, if one gives up all the offences in chanting, but remains inattentive, he can never develop attachment for chanting. See how Bhaktivinoda Thakur is saying. What are the various definitions of inattention while chanting? Answer. What are the various definitions of inattention while chanting? Oh Lord, all anarthas are produced when we do not pay attention to our chanting. The exalted devotees have defined inattention as indifference, laziness and restlessness. This is in the Harinam Chintamani of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, a book written by him. Inattention as indifference. See, defined. The exalted devotees have defined inattention as indifference, laziness and restlessness. Three things. How can laziness be destroyed? The characteristic of a saintly person is that he does not waste time. By, by seeing such character in another, one will certainly hanker after it. One will think, alas, when will I become fortunate enough to chant, sing and remember the holy names of the Lord like this saintly person? Such enthusiasm in a lazy person's mind will destroy his laziness because he will remember Krishna. In other words, this can happen in the association of devotees. Um, if you don't see anybody with that interest, um, then we will also not be inspired. So, when we see another person, oh, this person is nicely, you know, chanting or, you know, remembering... Uh, the Lord's holy names, 
And then, oh, when will I become fortunate enough to chant, sing and remember the holy names of the Lord like this saintly person? So, you see how, so that enthusiasm in a lazy person's mind will destroy his laziness because he will remember Krishna. In other words, in the association of devotees, we can become alert and we become enthusiastic. Utsahan, Rupa Goswami has said, Utsahan nishchayad bhairyat. Utsahan means you must become enthusiastic. Enthusiastic means not lazy. Why does one become indifferent to chanting the holy names? If the desire to accumulate wealth, enjoy the association of women, name and fame, to cheat others and to seek victory over defeat fills one's heart, that will naturally make one indifferent to chanting the Lord's holy names. Again from Harinam Chintamani. Except for the first answer, everything else is from Harinam Chintamani. The first one was from Sajjan Toshini magazine. So, if the desire to accumulate wealth, enjoy the association of women, name and fame, to cheat others and to seek victory over defeat, fills one's heart. That will naturally make one indifferent to chanting the Lord's holy names. We can introspect ourselves, whether we have any of these things. Sometimes, oh, that person has done this to me, I have to somehow take revenge. And then we become all kinds of inattentive chanting and we will be offensive chanting. Just one example, I mean, there is so many. If we want name and fame or if we want to enjoy the association of women or if one wants to accumulate wealth, always busy how to become uh, accumulate more and more money, then he will not be interested in chanting so much. Indifferent to chanting. Why is inattention in chanting the source of all offences? Uh, actually, inattention, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says that inattention in chanting is the source of all the other ten offences. A reservoir of all transcendental qualities, O reservoir of all transcendental qualities. If one chants the holy names of the Lord but his attention is elsewhere, how can he benefit? If even such a person chants 100,000 holy names of the Lord, still a drop of mellow of ecstatic love will not be attained. O Lord, this is the definition of inattention while chanting the holy names. This offense is deeply rooted in the hearts of materialists. It's deeply rooted. So, I'm saying all these things. It is, I'm, I'm in the same category. I'm completely inattentive chanting. I'm also doing. So, by reading this, we can get inspired and how to come out of this inattentive chanting. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> this offense is deeply rooted in the hearts of materialists. So, we are all materialists. Now only we are coming to Krishna consciousness. In few years only we have taken up. So, our past material conditioning is so uh, strong that we are even, that's why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Durdaiva Nanuraga, my misfortune that I have no attraction for the holy names uh, because I am inattentive also. Inattention is a big problem. Mm. So, this is uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur's advice. And then, we will go to another, this is actually compiled by some devotee, I don't know who did it, but it's a nice list of 32 ways to not chant Japa, compiled by some devotee, I don't know who did it, maybe it's a group of devotees, I do not know. So, it is good to go through these also. Um, These are actually a little bit hilarious, (laughs) but um, good to know, so that helps us to identify our own mistakes. To-do list Japa. 
that means meditating on your to do and shopping lists sometimes adding and deleting items between mantras this may also include mentally balancing your checkbook or mentally going over which bills you have to pay caution this process can cause you to lament about how many bills you have to pay and thus changing your prayers from oh lord please engage me in your service to oh lord please add a few more zeros to the end of my bank balance yeah, so <laughs> this somebody has come uh, made a hilarious list of 32 ways not to chant how not to chant then uh, second i hate him japa while chanting meditating on who hurt you how badly you were hurt how much you hate that person and what you will do to get back at him by the end of 16 rounds your hatred has increased tenfold and you have <laughs> developed excellent plans and strategies to take revenge <laughs> and one may think that oh krishna has helped me he has given me the solutions how to get back at him <laughs> i am right japa meditating while chanting on how right you are and how wrong someone else is and with every mantra you become more convinced how right you are also known as pump your ego japa watering the weeds japa <laughs> so <laughs> chaitanya mahaprabhu has said that the bhaktilata beej the seed of devotional service is gotten from the by the mercy of guru and krishna and one has to water the seed but when you are watering the seed and it becomes sprout then there weeds also come what are the weeds um what is that um pratishtha nama puja labha uh, what is that um, kutinati so these things that, like the means uh, the desire for fame the desire for adoration Uh, or kutinati uh, uh, diplomacy diplomatic behavior that means um, behaving in one way this here and behaving another way there not the same behavior everywhere duplicitous behavior so so many weeds are there when one becomes devotee all these weeds have to be carefully cut out one must be alert and cut all the weeds otherwise the weeds will overgrow the devotional creeper so instead of watering the seed we will water the weeds then so watering the weeds japa chanting so poorly that by the time you finish you feel disgusted depressed and miserable gone are the days of chant and be happy now it is chant and be miserable <laughs> beat the clock japa number 5 beat the clock japa you chant as fast as possible in an attempt to get those bothersome rounds over with sometimes trying to break your previous record of one round in 3 minutes 59 seconds which was formerly thought to be humanly impossible until you proved it could be done if one is intensely motivated to get his chanting over with as soon as possible <laughs> it's a record breaking japa you know so this you know <laughs> robot robot japa you chant like a robot chanting while totally disconnected from the mood of the mantra you sometimes wish another devotee or a robot could chant your rounds for you you know while i do something else you know more productive Yeah. Seven firing blank mantras japa. Krishna's name is chanted, but your mind and heart are somewhere else, and so is he. <laughs> your mind and heart are somewhere else, and so is he. He is also somewhere. He is not there because our mind is not there in attention. So he is also somewhere else. He is also not with us. Hmm. Krishna's name is chanted, but your mind and heart are somewhere else, and so is he. The sound Krishna comes out of your mouth, but because there is no consciousness. it is like firing blank mantras you know what is blank round and when you are shooting 
means there is it is a round but it, there is no bullet in that, it is a firing blank rounds. So, it is a firing blank mantras. <coughs> 8. Killing time japa, chanting but thinking of things to entertain yourself with while you chant. So, you won't be so bored just listening to the mantra. In this way, you kill time while chanting and thus make 16 chanting 16 rounds quite tolerable by making it much less painful than usual. You see, watching some TV or something. I think that is another one of the. And then creative japa, using japa as a time for brainstorming, thus doing some creative thinking, generating new ideas and finding solutions to your problems. It is useful to have a pen and paper handy to write down your ideas. Although you may get very few rounds done and you won't get the nectar of the name, you have spent the past two hours in such a high degree of passion that you have will, you will definitely have a long list of good ideas. But is it really a good idea to ruin your japa to get some good ideas? Hmm. And number 10, Novocaine japa. Novocaine means it is a dental anesthetic. It means uh, when, when there is a dental procedure, they put this novocaine, then uh, one, it's like a, it's like a cocaine, but uh, it's like derivative of something like that. It's an anesthetic. So, when the dental, so the, the mouth becomes numb. So, while chanting japa, the mouth becomes numb. You know? Your heart is so numbed that you feel absolutely nothing when you chant. <laughs> novocaine japa. Driving japa. Chanting while distracted by the task of driving. No, I am very guilty of this. Sometimes accompanied by cursing at people who cut you off. No, that is not there. <laughs> there is the anti Trinadapisunichena mantra. Of course, the reason you chant while driving is that you get up late. So, uh, I did this a lot, driving Japa. <laughs> Honestly. So, I have some mixed feelings about this because, um, I mean, it is not good. It is always good to chant your rounds. In fact, Prabhupada said like this, chanting in the temple is 1000 times more beneficial than chanting outside, you know. So, in the temple, just focusing on just chanting and, you know, concentrating on the holy name, that is to be um, very much um, cherished and that is to be very much uh, desired. One should always, you know, chant nicely, you know and not having any other distraction while chanting. <clears throat> Sometimes I feel driving is like just like walking. So, it's, it's, it's just like, you know, and no other distraction sometimes I can hear. But still, it is not, it is not um, ideal at all. One should just chant in the temple and, you know, just nicely hear the holy name and do nothing else. No, no japa japa. While holding your beads, you converse with another devotee, moving your beads as you talk. In this way, you sometimes finish a so-called round or two by the end of the conversation. Oh God, help us. 13. Prajalpa Japa You chant a few rounds and then speak a few words of Prajalpa to your friend. You chant a few more mantras and then listen as they speak some Prajalpa to you. Then you respond with some even more juicy gossip. This process often continues for the entire Japa session. Uh, 14. Call and response Japa. You talk to someone and while listening to you, they chant Japa. Then they reply and while listening to them, you chant Japa. Reading Japa. Reading and chanting at the same time. Note, this would, this would not be a problem if you had two or more heads. 
reading and chanting at the same time. Left hand japa. Chanting japa while doing something with your left hand. Cleaning, cooking, tinkering, organizing, washing your car, etc. This is very useful for developing left, left arm strength. <laughs> but not good for our spiritual life. <laughs> there is a nice verse by actually King Kulashekhar. I'll try to take it out. This is in the 21st. Twenty-first verse of the Mukundamala Stotra. Amna yabhyasananyaranya ruditam Vedavratanyanvaham Medas cheda palani purta vidhaya Sarvam hutam bhasmani Tirthanam avagahanani chagaja Snanam vinayat pada Dvandvam bhoruhasam smritim vijayate Devasanarayana. All glories to Lord Narayana. Without remembrance of his lotus feet, recitation of scripture is merely crying in the wilderness. Regular observance of severe vows enjoined in the Vedas is no more than a way to lose weight. Medas Chedaphalani Purta Vidhaya. If one does fasting and you know all kinds of it's a best, it is just a matter of uh, losing weight only because there is no spiritual benefit from that. Material benefit, something is there. Just like he is saying, left arm strength can develop if you are you know, doing all this left arm while japa. Execution of prescribed pious duties is like pouring oblations into ashes and bathing at various holy sites is no better than an elephant's bath. So, without remembrance, without focusing on the Lord, on the holy name, if we do all, all these things, and then, you know, so it's a a nice expression by by King Kulashekar, one of the twelve alvars. Bubblegum japa, chanting in a way that sounds like you are chewing bubblegum while chanting Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram 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 Ram. You know, what is that? You know, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Ram Ram. Not not pronouncing properly, not you know hearing what you are chanting. You know, just you know bubblegum japa. Just call it new mantra japa. Chanting a new form of Hare Krishna Mahamantra such as Hare Kitty, Kitty, Hare Kitty, Kitty or Nish Nish Ram Ram Ariari, Nish Nish Ram Ram Ariari. <laughs> Sometimes, and if we, if we actually record our chanting and see, uh, especially when inattentive chanting, it looks something else, you know, it sounds like some, some weird mantra. Yeah. Or entertainment japa, chanting while watching TV or a movie. While watching TV while not chanting. But chanting during the commercials is also totally bogus. Mm. And Krishna conscious video is also included in TV Japa. You see? Internet Japa. A few mantras and a few emails. Sometimes chanting and reading at the same time. Inevitably, the beads get put on the table and the right hand lands on the keyboard. Window shopping Japa. Chanting while window shopping. This commonly happens when making the attempt to knock out some rounds while in the shopping mall. Boredom Japa. You are so bored while chanting that you feel like killing yourself. <laughs> Relax, <laughs> Relaxing Japa. Lying down or relaxing in a hammock 
while chanting, often, often accompanied by coconut water in your left hand. Like in the Hawaii beach or something. Or Mauritius. Slumber Japa. Taking advantage of Japa to get a good nap. Another variety of slumber Japa is trying to fight off sleep but continually failing. This is also known as dive bomb Japa due to the head constantly rising and falling. Like diving. Bitter medicine Japa. Your, your, your experience of the holy name is like a bitter medicine and your face turns in disgust as you chant. So actually we have seen this in um, ISKCON sometimes. They chant like this. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Ram, Hare Ram, 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 Hare No, the weird faces. They may. I don't know why they do that. You know, like it's very painful to chant. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram, Ram. What is that? Now, why is it so painful? Is it so painful, bitter? You know, something bitter was put in the mouth like that, you know. So, so, we should see how Prabhupada chanted, you know. So, you know, we chant, sane, like a sane man, like an insane man, you know. <clears throat> painful Japa. Your mind is so out of control that it is painful to try to control it. Thus, the expression on your face while chanting appears similar to the expression of a person with a knife in their back or a person with severe constipation. <laughs> this is often accompanied by banging your head with your hand or in severe cases banging your head against a wall. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, no, no. <laughs> I, I mean, this, this, that, the thing that I said, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, all this also looks like some constipation or something. Painful Japa. Shaking Japa, also known as ants in the, ants in your pants Japa. You chant as if you were a toy monkey that was just wound up. Or some ants in the pants. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. No, like this. Yeah. <clears throat> radar Japa. Looking around at anything and everything and everybody while chanting. Radar. You know, like. <laughs> Audio Japa. Chanting Japa while listening to a lecture, Kirtan, song or the radio. This is especially challenging while listening to the radio unless of course it is one of your own, one of your favorite songs or some juicy news. Sightseeing Japa. Walking or driving and chanting while doing some serious sightseeing. Shopping Japa. Nish Nish Ram Ram Hari Hari. Nish Nish Ram Ram Hari Hari your way through the supermarket or mall. Apathy Japa. Chanting with absolutely no desire or enthusiasm to chant. So, he, they conclude by saying, Please avoid the anarthas and do very careful chanting and hearing each and every word of the Mahamantra in a most humble mood and without offense. So, we might be guilty of one or two or many of these offenses, this kind of chanting. So, myself included, I am not anybody, you know, some big, some big time devotee, not doing any inattentive chanting. So, it is for me to learn also. So, we have to take these things very seriously, although it is presented in a joking way. But these are not jokes because these are, these are the things that will keep us from going back to the Krishna. So, it is very important. We should take all these things very seriously. And take our chanting very seriously. And we have to, you know, every initiation time, there is an initiation ceremony. The ten offences are repeated. And Prabhupada did it like that also. So, that is because, and every day, I mean, every day we are chanting these ten offences. So, these are to, you know, these have, these have to be internalized. These have, these have to be uh, lived. These principles are to, uh, live with. We have to understand and put this into practice. Um, 
and if anything if there is a problem somehow we cannot control or control our mind or you know mind mind is going racing here and there that means maybe i have committed some offense so in this way always introspecting bhaktivinoda thakur said our chanting beads are like the thermometer when you put the thermometer you know you know whether you have a fever so similarly when we put our hand in the bead bag how we how we are feeling is it you know we are uh, we are uh, in the service of the holy name or we are feeling like we are big devotee like you know i'm 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 going to chant good rounds today you know i'm, I'm going to like really do the best rounds so in all this even even of course is, even if it's a good good desire to chant good rounds but thinking that we have control over the holy name is is illusory because the holy name is non different from krishna so it is not that okay now i will chant good rounds okay now i will i will focus myself i will, I will today you see i will chant very good it is not within our power like that to control the holy name so we should beg the holy name uh, let me be always attentive while i am chanting to you please give me your mercy please engage me in your service so as a service to the holy name hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare so always feeling incapable and begging the mercy of vaishnavas and the spiritual master sri chaitanya mahaprabhu and always you know um, begging i mean as prabhupada said crying uh, like a child crying for the mother actually there's a very nice uh, incident of prabhupada how prabhupada is so krishna conscious even seemingly unrelated things he will connect to krishna that is that is real krishna conscious person so what happened um devotees i mean every morning prabhupada would have a walk so prabhupada was walking along with his disciples so they were walking by a lake and in that lake there were a few ducks so when they went to the near the lake so the ducks started to come towards the devotees in the water and one of them uh, started croaking i mean uh, shouting loudly and the devotees uh, threw some prasadam through the to the duck then um, prabhupada said uh, this is how we must call out for the lord uh, although the lord is he knows everything he knows what danger we are in he knows what helpless position we are in he knows everything the lord knows but when the devotee calls out to the lord in a helpless condition you may some complacent devotees may think uh, there is no need to call the lord you know because anyway he knows what is happening he know no but when the devotee in a helpless condition he calls out to the lord then the lord becomes touched by that and he will immediately answer that prayer so he pointed out to this to the duck you see how the duck shouted the loudest among all of them and then you gave them gave him the prasadam first so similarly the lord will reciprocate um, when we loudly call out to him you know so he will reciprocate so if we don't ask for help of course lord helps his devotee always but he wants to see our devotion the main thing is how much are we remembering him how much intensely are we remembering him so that's what he wants from us he puts all the conditions all the situations for us so that we become intensely um you know um conscious of krishna that is called krishna consciousness krishna consciousness means to be always conscious of krishna hmm. not only while chanting even other times even our service every time we have to be conscious of krishna that is krishna consciousness <clears throat> so with this we have concluded the 10 offenses i think there is one more encouraging the 10 of i mean these 32 ways not to chant japa is uh, quite demoralizing to many
So we have some encouragement. From uh, actually Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he has quoted from Adi Puran. So we will chant this all, I mean we will read through this also. It's called chant anyway. Uh, we need to find actually this Sanskrit if there is, you know, somehow we should find uh, this Sanskrit. So it is said like this, your mind is wandering all over the universe when you chant. Chant anyway. Your mind is wandering to the past and future when you chant. Chant anyway. It's not that let it, let my mind go and let me chant. No, I should try my best. Like the 626, you know, of Bhagavad Gita. Hmm. What is that? Tato tato niyam yaitat. Let's see. Atman, atman yeva vasham nayet. From wherever the mind wanders due to its flickering and unsteady nature, one must certainly withdraw it and bring it back under the control of the self. So, if, wherever it is going, we have to bring it back. But at the same time, it is said that you continue chanting. Huh? Your mind is wandering all over the universe when you chant, chant anyway. Your mind is wandering to the past and future when you chant, chant anyway. You are not able to concentrate on Krishna's names while you chant, chant anyway. You have no taste for chanting, chant anyway. You are making offences in chanting, chant anyway. You are not praying to Krishna to help you chant better, chant anyway. You often chant late at night, chant anyway. So why? Why should you chant despite all the above obstacles? This is why. There is no vow like chanting the holy name, no knowledge superior to it, no meditation which comes anywhere near it and it gives the highest result. No penance is equal to it and nothing is as potent or powerful as the holy name. Chanting is the greatest act of piety and the supreme refuge. Even the words of the Vedas do not possess sufficient power to describe its magnitude. Chanting is the highest path to liberation, peace and eternal life. It is the pinnacle of devotion, the heart's joyous proclivity and attraction and the best form of remembrance of the Supreme Lord. In fact, it is even better than remembering the Lord Himself. Because remembering, especially in Kali Yuga, remembering the form of the Lord is very difficult. Uh, we cannot focus very uh, for much long. And even we are not sure about the features of the Lord. Like what, if, if, if even I do not know the exact markings on the Lord's lotus feet. There is a thunderbolt, there is a flag, there is a conchal, chakra. But others, there are many, many symbols. We don't know, we can't even remember. You know, all these different details of the Lord's form. So, we can't even remember Him properly. But, by chanting Hare Krishna, we can immediately remember Him. So, chanting is even better than, it forces our mind to remember Krishna. Huh? Best form of remembrance of the Supreme Lord. In fact, there is a shloka also like that we showed the other day. The holy name has appeared solely for the benefit of the living entities as their lord and master, their supreme worshipable object and their spiritual guide and mentor. Whoever continuously chants Lord Krishna's holy name even in his sleep can easily realize that the name is a direct manifestation of Krishna himself in spite of the influences of Kali Yuga. This is from the Adi Puran. So we have to find the Sanskrit somehow. That will be very nice. So you see these, so we have to chant anyway and we have to put all effort in chanting and if we, in fact Prabhupada said, if we chant, then everything else will follow, the management, our everything will follow if we chant nicely. So the holy name will do everything for the devotee, you know. <clears throat> so with that we will conclude this session of the 10 offences against the chanting of the holy names and now 
we will uh, take up uh, questions if there are any and after that we will call it a day so there are some questions looks like when a living entity comes in contact with the material creation his eternal love for krishna is transformed into lust in association with the mode of passion but it has also been stated in many places that krishna consciousness is dormant in every living entity and can be reawakened so the question is what so yeah so so it is now covered and it is manifesting in the form of lust but then by proper association that lust can be again transformed into love and that is the whole process of this devotional service and especially starting with chanting um that is the way to again revive and it is said when one is in the mode of goodness it can be easily reawakened it is more difficult when one is in the mode of passion and ignorance it is almost completely extinguished um but if one is in the mode comes to the mode of goodness it is easily taken up <coughs> venkatesh prabhu how hari krishna prabhu how do we see kunti devi asking help to krishna to save parikshit maharaj we have to take it as spiritual so actually it was uttara who asked for uh, parikshit maharaj's um, protection she was the mother um that is a devotee i mean devotee in a helpless situation he has nothing because he has no other shelter anyway so he will ask the lord only so that's why when we have this affection for family one is bound to ask the lord for these kinds of favors although a devotee does not like to ask therefore there are some regrets involved in such uh requests so the devotee regrets asking such a favor because of material affection but of course in the case of parikshit maharaj he is parikshit maharaj you know um he is a pure devotee of krishna uh, but still there are these kinds of uh, requests so that's why kunti devi is begging that cut off all my uh, connections with the vrishnis and the pandavas so our sri is here again what advice would you give to a person who wants to be fully surrendered and wants to give up his material studies and material life 100% and go and just practice krishna consciousness for his whole life where should he go where can he stay so let uh, the first thing is utsahan nischaya dhairya dhairya means patience we have to be patient um we have to do our bit we have to chant we have to associate with devotees and allow krishna to show the mercy then this is even though we want to you know join up unless krishna he um, you know agrees of course krishna will agree but he will test also so when krishna wills then it will happen it does not mean that oh let it happen so i will not think about full time let krishna will it he will not wait for that he will not will for us we have to have the strong desire he will definitely fulfill the desire but we have to have the strong desire so when um, raghunath das goswami was trying to run away from his home all the time so nityanand prabhu once he met nityanand prabhu at panihati so there nityanand prabhu you know put his feet over his head and then he told him you be patient don't act like a madman you go home 
you you do your duties and have a strong desire to join chaitanya mahaprabhu and when chaitanya mahaprabhu you know gives that mercy then you can be then you can come out so when the chance came then he ran away and then he never turned back so time will come so now we have to be patient and do what shri prabhupada has asked us to do we have to chant 16 rounds follow the four principles uh, how it will it will be difficult in the association of non devotee family um, but still one must try his best and try means don't just try it you know try is a very uh, bad word in the sense that people use that word i am trying how hard are you trying mm-hmm. so that is so we have to try our very best we have to fight for the, our, our rights you know basically so that um, we have to convince our parents no no i, I cannot eat meat and in any more I, i just cannot eat or you know something must be done to convince them that i i cannot eat this so we have to fight our way through you know sometimes so but sometimes it's necessary because they do not know what is right so it is not to disrespect them but at the same time you can't be just eating meat all the time and then just you know never mind you know what to do no we have to fight for it and try to you know pray to shri prabhupada pray to chaitanya mahaprabhu uh, when Ch- when you pray to chaitanya mahaprabhu even the most difficult things become easiest and if you don't remember chaitanya mahaprabhu the most easiest thing will become most difficult it is there in the adilila i forget always forget the chan- sanskrit i haven't memorized it properly very simple verse actually so adilila chapter 14 text 1 it is there so then when the time is right then yes you can join up 100% you know can a meat eater again from sri can a meat eater go back to godhead just by chanting hari krishna i am asking just for general knowledge of course i want to be a person who only eats krishna prasadam please don't get me wrong prabhu so a meat eater can never go back to krishna um that is stated in the bhagavatam 1014 many places it is said in about meat eating this is a on this one so 10th canto first chapter verse 4 it is said hmm? no <laughs> again it is not working yes okay good निवृत्तर्षयुपगेयमाग्गुणाग्गुणाग्गुणाग्गुणाग्गुणाग्गुणाग्गुणाग्गुणाग्गुणाग्गुणाग्गुणाग्गुणाग्गुणाग्गुण
among the degrees of bad, the worst is going back to eating meat. That is the worst thing one can do. So, Prabhupada said only a very few have gone back to the eating meat and that is very bad. So, eating meat is an unforgivable offense. Next, Hari Prasad Prabhu is asking, Can you share Bhagavad Gita Mahatmya story link? <laughs> He's always asking story links for, uh, what is that? Uh, first, he asked for Tulsi Devi story. Then he wanted um, Garuda Puran link. Now it is Bhagavad Gita Mahatmya. So anyway, so Gita Mahatma is actually in the introduction of Bhagavad Gita, our Bhagavad Gita as it is. If you read in the introduction itself, Sri Prabhupada is quoting the whole Gita Mahatma. All the seven verses are there in the introduction itself. So you can learn from there. Sanatan Prabhu, which service will help to improve our chanting? <laughs> so any service, of course. Um, especially under the guidance of devotees, uh, we have to be humble and uh, pot washing will definitely help, cleaning the temple will help, um, sweeping and mopping, cleaning the toilet will help. Main thing is to become um, non-envious towards Vaishnavas and having a very favorable disposition towards them and um, <clears throat> doing all the sadhana, waking up for Mangalarati. If we don't wake up for Mangalarati, also it cannot be done. So the morning program must be Pakka. The whole Mangalarati, Narsimha song, Tulasi song, chanting Japa, then uh, if possible deity worship, if one is Brahman initiated, then um, hearing of Bhagavatam, even if one is at home, one can read Bhagavatam. If there is no Bhagavatam class, you can hear Prabhupada's class, then you can read Bhagavatam, Prabhupada's books. So, in this way, one has to be always be connected. And as much as we are always connected, especially with hearing, with hearing the message, now we are every day we are hearing. So, it is, it is definitely inspiring for us to take, up, take it up more seriously. So, the more we hear, the more we will take it up seriously. And the more we don't hear, our ears, remember always, our ears are always open. So, if Krishna Katha is not going on, Maya Katha is going on. So, Maya will dictate in different ways, in different ways. So, our mind will, so our mind will just act accordingly. So, according to what we hear, our mind will act. So, we should always enter, I mean, let the Krishna Katha enter our ears. Yad, Hritkarna Rasayana Katha, they are very relishable topics. But if we give up these topics, then um, other things will enter the ear. Because the ear is always open, it is never closed. So, that's, that's very important. Hearing is very important. When we hear properly, when we read, and read, reading means, sometimes, you know, one devotee, actually I asked him, he was actually considered a little bit senior devotee. Uh, so, I asked him, Prabhu, uh, do you read every day? Like, do you get time to read every day? Because you have a family and, you know, then uh, he says, uh, yeah. So, when do you read? No, morning, you know, when that uh, uh, nectar of devotion is read. We always read the nectar of devotion in the morning. That's the only reading. So, that kind of reading, just for five minutes, or reading from some quote of Prabhupada on the, you know, some Facebook or something, this kind of micro reading will not help very much. It has to be for a long time. You have to hear long time, like one, two hours, one has to read. 
then yes one has to become really immersed in that topic and then read it thoroughly and mindful absorbed in that not just touch and go touch and go kind of reading no that will not help you have to read fully involved my arpita manobuddhir invest your mind and intelligence in that process of reading and not just oh prabhu i am i am reading don't ask me for any service no that is another bogus nonsense because if service is there <coughs> that is for, actually prabhupad said the order of importance first is health huh next is uh, service then third is chanting fourth is reading in this way he said four things so health is very important because without health other three things cannot be done properly so it doesn't mean that oh now okay now this is very nice prabhu i'll always do big big i'll go to gym now i'll sign up for gym gym membership or yoga class no 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 just basic health you know just have a walk or something like that and don't fall ill and don't have bad habits that will keep you healthy if we are spiritually regulated our health will follow so if you wake up every day in a regulated manner for mangala aarti and everything our health will follow and if you don't overeat our health will be there now after that is service service is there we must do that and then chanting and then last reading but it is not that the reading reading is least important but it is in the order if some service comes prabhu prabhu my reading prabhu no no i cannot say like this i must do the service hmm. and when i'm chanting also if there is something i have to have to do that first and then that duty must be done then we can one can continue his chanting so like that uh ex uh, i don't know how to pronounce his name exequel exequel thing he is from philippines how do we know when to stop preaching to a person about krishna consciousness how do we know if he or she is faithless should we just give up on people who are related to us thank you um so you will know that that person is not interested uh, especially when he becomes offensive it is easy to note this in the when one is a stranger uh, when one is uh, offensive you can e- you can easily um see that you know he is having he is having a very he is kind of trying to become more aggressive and more you know um, talking in a bad way so just leave that person okay okay you go mind your own business and i will mind mine so that's easy to say but when one is a relative especially a family member it does become difficult and especially if one became a devotee after having become a family member a family man then it is difficult to convince other family members to become devotees so sometimes it helps that if other devotees preach to them outside devotees like the temple devotees or somebody else um own family members sometimes they don't take it so seriously so it sometimes so happen that if another devotee preaches to them it will help but sometimes as you know it it does not depend on this devotee or that devotee it depends ultimately on the sincerity of that person so even if other devotees try maybe it will not work we never know but it is worth trying every possible thing to get them to accept krishna consciousness and if everything has failed then let's just take it as krishna's mercy that krishna is detaching me from the family life because maybe i'm too attached that's why krishna wants to detach me so we have to just take it like that you know just like uh, king anga he has said he has got a bad son vena he said it is actually better that you know a bad son is uh, in one way good better than a good son because uh, if i if i have a good son he will increase my attachment for home 
and family. Oh, I will be very proud of my good son and I will just be attached to the son and in this way my family affection will increase. Whereas if I have a bad son, it is easy to give up such material attachment and renounce myself. So either way, if they become devotees, good. <laughs> I think Vishwambar Prabhu was saying, is quoting somewhere, I think Prabhupada said this, that um, if a family member is uh, family members are devotees, then yes, you will become a good devotee. But if family members do, do not want to become devotees, then you will become a pure devotee. <laughs> and you can easily give, give them up. So, because even Kunti Maharani, I mean Kunti Devi is praying that, um, let me, Snehapasam Chindi, Imam Chindi, Dridham, Dridham Pandushu Vrishnu, this strong rope of affection for my family members, please cut it off. She is also praying like that. So, ultimately we should know that they are not our family, they are Krishna's. So, we will try preaching to them in whatever way we can. Sometimes give prasadam and hopefully the, uh, their heart will change after some time. But even if it doesn't change visibly, the effect is there, prasadam is going. So, it will act, one day it will act. Today we are sitting as devotees. Maybe in our last life we never heard our friend or relative who was preaching to us. Maybe they gave us prasadam. And that has saved us and now today we are sitting as devotees and thinking we are big time deliverers of the entire planet. But that is because of some devotee who has shown his mercy on us. So now that is acting and we have become devotees. So we never know how uh, it will act and when it will act, but it will definitely act. Ajanya Mataji, what are special benefits about early morning chanting than in other times of the day? So in early morning it is, it is much more peaceful. And that is Brahma Muhurta. Brahma means spiritual. Muhurta means time. So that is the time for spiritual activities. Brahma Muhurta. So one and a half hours before sunrise. Actually Krishna in Dwaraka, he used to wake up three hours before sunrise. And then get ready and he will start his spiritual practice. Of course, he doesn't have to do any practice. But he is showing as example. So that is most undistracted. There is no other thing. Whereas in the in the mid of the middle of the day you will have so many things to do and you have to somehow fit in your chanting in a, wherever we can in the in the gaps of time that we get in the pockets of time that we manage to get but in the in the early morning before sunrise nothing nobody office nothing is open then one can just chant that's why the early morning chanting is the best and that's the best that is the proper time to actually do all these things in fact. I would like to appreciate uh, my brother Rajakishore Prabhu. He finishes all his rounds before Mangalarati starts. That is a even being a householder, he does that. Before the Mangalarati starts, he he completes his 16 rounds. That is such a good practice. Um, I am craving for that time. I mean, when I can do that like that. <laughs> so this is a very very exalted example. Even of course, Nugopal Prabhu is our. Uh, inspiration. He wakes up at 2.30 and he chants his rounds and all the way before 7 o'clock, I don't know how many rounds he chants, maybe 32, I don't know. So, he finishes his rounds by 7 o'clock in the morning. So, so this is a very, very good practice. In fact, we should always think of doing like that. That is the best way to chant. Which time of the day is best to chant? We have already answered that. Can one complete Can one complete rest of the rounds in afternoon time or evening time? Yeah, you always can. Prabhupada said, gave a simple formula how to finish 16 rounds. Morning 4 rounds, 
you know in the midday four rounds and evening four rounds night four rounds in this way you can finish 16 rounds so that is also one way any anyway 16 rounds in one day should be finished sri no matter how much i read the chaitanya charitamrita i still cannot understand the glories of sri advaita acharya could you explain how come he is considered as mahavishnu himself how come means he is mahavishnu himself he is mahavishnu himself that's all we just have to take it that's it no how to you mean there is a logic in understanding how he is mahavishnu what is it <laughs> no he is mahavishnu if the shastra say he is mahavishnu he is mahavishnu that's it if krishna das kavraj goswami says he is mahavishnu he is mahavishnu we, this is acceptance mm. there is no logical way to prove you know there is you know this equation that equation mathematically nothing like that this is a truth panchatatva five truths so they have come for our deliverance advaita acharya himself invited chaitanya mahaprabhu if he did not invite chaitanya mahaprabhu how he invited he worshiped the shalagram sila with tulsi water we have read about the glories of tulsi and shalagram so he worshiped the shalagram with tulsi water and that's how he invoked the chaitanya mahaprabhu to come down you mean you think chaitanya mahaprabhu will answer anybody anybody and everybody no mahavishnu himself came as advaita acharya and then he you know um, called the lord to come down and by his invitation chaitanya mahaprabhu descended Mm. so he is caused chaitanya mahaprabhu to come just like in the krishna leela mahavishnu uh, hit the six sons of devaki and arjuna and krishna went and mahavishnu said that i wanted to see you i think this is in the uh, 1089 57 i think let's see if i remember it correctly i may be completely wrong but yes it is actually correct it is so satisfying sometimes when we gamble and it turns out right vavanda atmanam anantam achyuto jishnuscha tad darshana jata sadvasah sadvasah tavah bhuma parameshthinam prabhur baddhanjali sasmitam urjaya gira oh see okay this is actually a verse relating to that and I think it is uh, 67 maybe <laughs> this is not the correct verse lord krishna offered homage to himself in this boundless form and arjuna astonished at the sight of the lord mahavishnu bowed down as well then as the two two of them stood before him with joined palms the almighty mahavishnu sp- supreme master of all rulers of the universe smiled and spoke to them in a voice full of solemn authority so i think it's let's see it was not a good gamble i think it was 67 probably let's try there are no hits that means there is no 67 there so maybe it's 59 let's try Six, I mean the son of the Brahman actually. Hmm. Somewhere I'm missing. Fifty-six or fifty-five. Let's see. It is somewhere here. 
the Lord says very nicely. Ah, 58. 1089-58. Let's see the Sanskrit. Hmm. Come on, come on. This is uh, behaving in a weird way again. Kindly bear with me as I try to take this out. It's uh, quite a challenge. very very um, Krishna Mahavishnu saying Dvijatma jame yuvayordi drikshuna mayopanita bhuvidharma guptaye kalavatirna vavaner bharasuran hatve habhuyas tvarayetamantime Lord Mahavishnu said, I brought the Brahmana's sons here because I wanted to see the two of you, my expansions, who have descended to the earth to save the principles of religion. As soon as you finish killing the demons who burden the earth, quickly come back here to me. So, Lord Vishnu called and that's how Krishna came. I mean, Mahavishnu called and Krishna came and well, they met Mahavishnu in the causal ocean. Um, so how you may say they, yeah, they actually broke out of the universe, the shell of the universe, and they actually met Mahavishnu. Is there in the Krishna book, in the Maha Srimad Bhagavatam? So Mahavishnu called them. So Mahavishnu called again. As Advaita Acharya, he called, invited the Lord to come down. So he came. So going to the next question. Vanajakshimataji, uh, could you kindly bring on offences against or non-initiated devotees? Or could you kindly brief on offences against non-initiated devotees? So, okay. I do not completely understand the question. Um... I will share a verse though, how we should behave with different types of devotees. So this is Nectar of Instruction, verse 5 in the Upadeshamritam. Krishneti yasya giritam manasadriyeta Dikshasti chet pranati bhischa bhajantam isham Shushrushaya bhajana vigya mananya manya so, this verse says, Nectar of Instruction 5, one should mentally honor Krishneti Yasya Giritam Manasadriyeta. Krishneti Yasya Giritam. So, one who is chanting Krishna's name, Manasadriyeta. Mentally, we should honor the devotee. One should offer Dikshasti Chet Pranatibhis Chabhajantamisham. One who has taken initiation, we have to bow down to him. One should offer humble obeisances to the devotee who has undergone, undergone spiritual initiation, Diksha, and is engaged in worshipping the deity. And Shushrushaya Bhajana Vigya Mananya Manya Ninda Shunya Hridami Sita Sangalabdhya. 
one should associate with and faithfully serve that pure devotee who is advanced in undeviated devotional service and whose heart is completely devoid of the propensity to criticize others. Sunya Hridamipsitam Sangalabdhya. So, we have to mentally honor the devotee who is chanting and for the initiated devotees, we have to uh, bow down to them and make friendships with those who are equal our age and our spiritual advancement and we have to humbly serve those who are very advanced in spiritual life and we have to inquire confidentially with them and you know try to serve them so and especially those who are fully pure in heart bhajana vigyam ananya manya so nindadi ninda means criticizing or blaspheming others nindadi beginning with criticizing and other offenses a person who is free of these offensive behavior such a person we have to humbly serve and learn from him offenses against non initiated devotees so we should respect not only our non devotees everybody should re- should be respected but at the same time if they are you know um, envious towards krishna then they have to be neglected mentally just understand that they are bewildered souls that's all who have forgotten krishna and who are in such ignorance that they have completely rejected him that's it just leave them alone khandesha uh, question very nice but why don't you chant mantra and shastra of supreme shiva like rudra samhita shiva manas puja um, shiva lord shiva is not supreme lord shiva himself says so he says um satvam vishuddham vasudeva sabditam he says aradhanaanan sarvesham vishnu aradhanam param uh, so of all types of worships vishnu worship is highest so lord shiva doesn't like to be called as supreme um he because he is the greatest devotee of narayana uh, in fact lord shiva is always meditating parvati asked him who are you meditating on you know because as far as i understand i am the superintendent of the entire universe entire material world and you are my lord who have you to meditate on uh, then when he lost to mohini avatar then he told parvati look this is my lord this is whom i meditate on every time so uh, but krishna you see he is just playing that is supreme he does not have any duty to do he is just playing hmm. so anyway brahma also said ishvara paramah krishna he did not say you know uh, lord shiva is supreme but lord shiva is very 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 exalted a more exalted than even brahma but he is not equal to vishnu or krishna he is a very he is the greatest servitor of the lord so one should not make the mistake of considering that is the second offense hmm, to consider lord shiva यस्तु नारायणं देवं ब्रह्म रुद्रादि दैवतैः समत्वेनैव वीक्ष्यते स पाषण्डि भवेद्रुवम् वन हु कंसीडर्स कृष्णा टू बी इक्वल टू द शिवा और ब्रह्मा और एनी अदर डेमीगॉड्स ही इज एन एथीस्ट इनफैक्ट देयर इज अ वेरी नाइस वर्स इन मुकुंदमाला स्तोत्र एज़ वेल आई टेक आउट This is the fourteenth verse of the Mukundamala Stotra. Prithvi renu ranu payam sikanika phalgus phulingo laghus 
तेजो निश्वसनम मरुतनुतरम रंध्रम सुसूक्ष्म नभा क्षुद्रारुद्र पितामह प्रभृत कीटा समस्ता सुरा दृष्टे यको विजयते Very beautiful verse. It is said here, once our Savior has been seen, that means Lord Vishnu has been seen, Drishte Yatra, the whole earth becomes no greater than a speck of dust. That means a devotee, everything else becomes insignificant when one one actually sees Lord Vishnu or Narayana or Krishna. The whole earth becomes no greater than a speck of dust. All the waters of the ocean become mere droplets. The totality of fire becomes a minute spark. The winds become just a faint sigh. And the expanse of space becomes a tiny hole. Great lords like Rudra and Grandfather Bhishma become insignificant. And all the demigods become like small insects. Indeed, even one particle of dust from our lord's feet conquers all. Just look at that. Sri Padadhuli Kanaha. By one one particle of dust from the lotus feet of Krishna, all this grand arrangement of the material world will become insignificant, including all the demigods, including Lord Shiva and Brahma. One speck of dust at the lotus feet of the Lord. This is the greatness of Krishna. So it is not to offend anyone. This is just the truth. It's his con. I got it. It's his con. What is that? I don't understand. So anyway, I think those are the questions. Uh, so we will see if um, any nice contributions have been made by scholarly devotees. is asking we as hindus shouldn't be created superiority among the trinity god that's why vishnu and shiva temples are available in millions <sighs> this is a problem with hindus they will never understand because they have not read any shastras the problem with hindus is they never read bhagavad gita they never read the they don't read at all at least the christians muslims they at least read their books bible quran they read the hindu doesn't read anything and he will come and tell us if he knows everything. Trinity, God and who, where is the Trinity, all this, where is it coming from? Hmm? So, we, they don't know, they don't read the Shastras. If they read Bhagavad Gita, they will understand. Krishna is saying, Yepi anna devata bhakta yajanti shraddhayanvita tepi mameva kaunteya yajanti avidhi purvakam. It is not proper to worship the demigods. Kamasthese hritagnana, those whose intelligence has not, has been dulled by material Desires, they will worship the demigods, devatas, different devatas, including Brahma and Shiva also. Um, so, this is, uh, Hindus will not understand. It is, uh, you have to read Bhagavad Gita, sir. If you are asking this, uh, then you have to read Bhagavad Gita as it is, written by Srila Prabhupada. His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. 
another question why did prabhupada advise to chant 16 rounds in a day does 16 significant uh, significance what is that signify something spiritually <clears throat> so the rule is that one has to chant a minimum it is the acharya's regulations that one has to chant a minimum of, minimum of 100000 names of krishna in a day that should be the minimum sadhana so 16 names are there in one mantra so 100000 names means it will actually come to 64 rounds of hari krishna mahamantra 64 rounds now that is the actual stipulation but because we are so fallen he has reduced it to 16 but if that 16 also we cannot follow means we are uh, animals only <laughs> we are not humans hmm. Um, so this man he says I have read the original Gita not by ISKCON founder then it is not original because original means in the, in the Bhagavad Gita itself it is said evam parampara praptam hmm? this Bhagavad Gita has to be received in parampara what is that original Gita without parampara where is the guru who is guru who is the guru that has taught you the Bhagavad Gita yeah? so this is not proper Bhagavad Gita itself says go to guru Tadvidhi pranipatena pariprashnena sevaya upadekshinta te jnanam jnanina sattvagar darshana. You take original Bhagavad Gita also, you will not understand anything if you don't have a guru. Krishna says that's why in the 4th chapter 34th verse, you must surrender to a guru and um, service, uh, serve him. Not only that, ask relevant questions in a submissive manner. Don't challenge. If you challenge, this understanding will never come to you. And in the same 4th chapter 2nd verse, evam parampara praptam imam rajarshayo viduhu. Sakale neha mahata yoga bhrashta parantapa, yoga nashta parantapa. So Krishna is saying that this Bhagavad Gita is to be understood in parampara system. Not that you are a Sanskrit scholar, you can understand. You can never understand Bhagavad Gita like that. And in this fourth chapter, third verse also he says, Saevayam maya tedya yoga prokta puratana. Bhakto sime sakacheti rahasyam hetadutam. This is a rahasyam, this is a secret. This will only be understood by you, Arjuna, because you are a devotee and my friend. If you are not a devotee of me, you will never understand these things. Okay? So anyway, I am not here to uh, argue with you. Uh, this, uh, who is that? Mr. Uh, Mr. Khan, Khandesha, uh, sir. So you can, uh, you can um, keep that uh, idea. If you, if you have to understand, you better read the ISKCON founders. Srila Prabhupada's version, Bhagavad Gita as it is, then you will understand. It, because it is coming in Parampara. If another Bhagavad Gita, I want to know who is the Parampara is, who is the Guru is and can it be traced back to the proper Parampara. There are only four authorized Sampradayas. So, where is that person coming from? If he is not coming from any Parampara, then it is useless. Putam Harikathamritam Shravanam Naivakartavyam. It is useless hearing from any person who is not a devotee of Krishna, who is not coming in a Parampara system. It will not yield the desired result of Krishna Bhakti. So yes, we know the Brahma Samhita. We know the Brahma Samhita. There it is very clearly mentioned that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So anyway, we are not here to unnecessarily you know, create any arguments. But please understand, if you are not convinced, then read the Bhagavad Gita as it is by Srila Prabhupada. That's all I can advise you.
then uh, what else So I think those are the questions. With that, I would like to conclude. Thank you for coming, and uh, I hope you will take the chanting of Hare Krishna more seriously. And in that way, uh, we can advance in our spiritual lives. Thank you very much. Sri Hari Nam Sankirtan ki jai, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ki jai, Hare Krishna Mahamantri ki jai, Sri Prabhupada ki jai, Nitai Gaur Premanande Hari Hari Bol.